Hello, hello, good morning. Well, we are so excited. So we've been in this series called Grateful. Uh, And so for the next few weeks, and we started it last week, we want to show how grateful we are to four of our key players here at the Power Place. So I have the privilege to introduce to you Miss Carol Reinemann. Give it up for Miss Carol. For those of you who don't know her, a lot of you do know her, for those of you who don't, she is an integral part of our team. She does so much here, and so we just simply want to ask her a few things about what she does, and we want to come behind her and just show her how grateful we are for her and for what she does here at the Power Place. She's our scheduler, so from the minute you walked in the door, if you dropped your kids off at nursery, if you grabbed a cup of coffee, uh, if you had your hand shaken by a greeter, all of the ushers right now, all of these things are part of what Carol does. And so I just want to ask you, um, take us through a typical Sunday uh, and a typical week that what you do for us here at the Power Place. Well, um, Sunday morning, first thing is checking my phone, see if we have everybody scheduled that um, there are no cancellations or um, last minute things coming up. And then it's really just coming in, making sure that everybody's where they're supposed to be. Um, and so Sunday morning can go off as planned. Very cool. So all of you who text in, hey, I'm not feeling well this morning, or hey, actually I'm going out of town if you're supposed to be scheduled somewhere, that's something that Miss Carol has to deal with, and she has to take us from there and say, okay, well, who can fill in in those moments? Now, Miss Carol, you don't just do the stuff here at the Power Place. You have another job. You have a family. So take us through uh, what, tell us what you do um, and how you got to the Power Place. Well, um, I work for an insurance company. I head up an underwriting department for our accident line of business. And um, how we got to the power place was really from my husband's photography business. Um, He met the Hollises at Zay and Brittany's wedding. And then he saw everyone again, the Hollis family especially, at um, Eric and Kara's wedding. And the Ward brothers basically um, said to Lou, so I thought we were gonna see you at the power place. And he said, yeah, you know, one of these Sundays. And he said, what are you doing this Sunday? I was like, well, I'm free. He was like, well, we'll see you there. And so um, that's what got us there. And um, I never felt so welcomed anywhere in my life. And I knew whatever everyone had there, I needed to have some of that. So, and we've been coming ever since. And that was about six and a half years ago. Wow. And how long have you been serving uh, at the Power Place, whether it's in the cafe or any, any area? Well, I knew pretty quickly that the way to, um, the re- way to really get to know people more was to volunteer. So that was something that was on my heart from you know the first couple of weeks of coming. So back in the, um, when we were down in the basement of um, the American Legion building, started with the cafe then. Yeah. And um, so started with cafe, then started scheduling cafe, then started scheduling other areas. So it's kind of grown over time. That's awesome, I love that. In order to get to know people, volunteering was the best way. When you're in a family, you participate in that family uh, in your certain role. And so we love that here at the Power Place. When you're a part of the family, you participate in what's happening. Uh, And Miss Carol has done such an incredible job uh, with just not only scheduling. It sounds uh, simple to say schedule, but imagine your schedule and trying to fit 
100 people into a certain schedule. That's pretty difficult. So Miss Carol works really, really hard, and we are so grateful. She also volunteers. She not only does all the scheduling, but she also volunteers in the cafe. So she has quite a few roles, and we are so grateful for you. Uh, would you tell us, is there anything that you need in order for us as a church to come behind you, to support you, uh, to help you in your role? What can we do for you? Well, first, let me thank you all for everyone that volunteers. You're such a major help to make everything happen for us, so thank you so much. Um, and um, if anyone wants to volunteer, we are always looking for more volunteers, especially in the nursery. So if, um, if you're so inclined, God puts it on your heart, please come see me. We'd love to have you add you to the schedule for our Sunday mornings. It would be awesome to have you. Well, would you give it up for Miss Carol? Let's show her how grateful we are. Awesome. Well, I also have the privilege to introduce to you uh, the person who is speaking this morning. Elijah is my cousin. Um, he is somebody that I have looked up to my entire life, known him forever. Me and my sisters, when we were little, uh, used to fight over, this is maybe a kind of a weird statement, but when you're really little, you know how you always want to marry the person that you love, like your dad or whatever? Well, we would fight over who got to marry Elijah when we got older. <laughs> So I know it sounds super weird, but it is a compliment in a weird way. Um, Elijah, <laughs> Elijah has been an incredible influence in my life. Uh, he is doing incredible things in HV. So would you give it up for Pastor Elijah? Thanks, Tori. Thanks, Tori. Awkward. but so awesome at the same time. Very flattering. Oh, I'm so excited to be here today. I can't tell you, um, every time I get the honor of being on this stage, I'm just, I'm blessed. And I'm, I'm so anticipation, like all week, you know, I'm just like, okay, when's Sunday? Let's get to it. I'm just like a little kid waiting for Christmas and finally want to wake up on Sunday morning, like this morning. I was like wide awake at five o'clock and I'm like, what the jazz? Like, I just, can we just push ahead some time, you know, to get here? I don't know if y'all are like that, but I'm so excited to be here with you today. Uh, we're in the middle of a, a series called Grateful. Grateful. And how fitting, right? Just came out of Thanksgiving. Everybody get your turkey dinner on. Dude, I hate turkey. <laughs> I should say I hated turkey until... I met my wife, and she cooked a turkey that didn't taste like turkey. And when she first cooked it, and, you know, we ate it, I'm like, was that turkey? It wasn't. That definitely was not turkey, because it didn't taste like turkey. I hate turkey. But uh, she, you know, does what anybody does that wants to make something taste real good. She wrapped it in bacon and poured syrup on it. <laughs> That's why I love turkey. <laughs> I love it. Grateful. Wow. What, what a thought. What a word. What a, what a jam-packed word. If you break apart the word grateful, I mean, it is just um, unbelievable uh, to think that. But at Thanksgiving time, you always have to do the thing where you go around the table and what, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? So I, I'm going to do that today. Um, and just tell you what I'm thankful for, because I'm, I'm grateful for a lot of things. I'm a very blessed man. 
And I'm super emotional this morning, so bear with me as I cry my face off uh, for you all to watch. Um, don't you like being entertained by someone else crying? As long as it's not me, you know, I'll, I'll watch, you know. You can join with me if you'd like. Um, today, I'm a very blessed man. I, I lived uh, with an amazing woman, and all growing up, here it comes, all growing up, my parents uh, instilled in us, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle. I mean, that's all we heard. Don't settle for anything. You wait for that perfect person, and you're always thinking as a single person, I don't want to be single. You know, that's the only thought that was going through my mind. I don't want to be single. Oh, it's so boring being single. You have no life when you're single. You know, that's just all the thoughts going through your head, but always heard, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle, and we didn't, didn't settle. Until I went to college, I settled. And went through a couple relationships. And um, once I got out of the last relationship before I met, I, I got in a relationship with Ashley, um, I realized something. I shouldn't settle, you know. And you always do that when you're old, right? You always hear it all growing up, and you're like, my parents know nothing. <laughs> they are such dummies, <laughs> They say all this stuff, doesn't make any sense. They have no idea the real world that I live in, you know. They don't understand. But when you get older, you're like, wow, that makes, I really shouldn't settle. You know, they write. And I met Ashley, and she's rocked my world ever since and brought such an amazing um, life to me. And, baby, I'm so grateful for you today, just being the incredible woman that you are. Uh, you're so much more than a wife. Uh, you pour into me so much, and you make me the man that I am. I would not be 20% of the man that I am today without you. I want to thank you. Uh, even all day today, she's my biggest cheerleader, and she's like, are you ready? Do you have everything? I'm so excited. I love you. I love you. We're like, yeah, me too. Maybe that's why I'm so pumped for today. You get me stoked. Like, are you ready for today? Yeah, I am. I wasn't, but now I am. She's like, preach passion, preach fire. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. Let's do it. <laughs> Anyways, I'm thankful for you, baby. Thanks for being awesome. Thanks for being hot. And <laughs> I know, you know, a lot of girls work real hard. Um, you don't, and it's great. <laughs> Naturally beautiful. I love it. I'm, I'm grateful for two amazing kids in my life, a Zion and I couldn't ask for the more hilarious comedians to live in my house. Uh, they're, they're hysterical, especially Anae with her new language that she speaks, you know. She's brought a whole new dialect to our home. And whole time you're just trying to translate it. You're just trying to figure out what it is. And the, the worst thing is, uh, as parents, you learn your kid's language. And so you act like everybody knows their language as well, you know. And you're looking at people like, you didn't understand her? You know, she said chapstick, you know. <laughs> and she's sitting there like, bat it, bat it, bat it. And we're like, it's chapstick, you dummy. Don't you understand her? She's saying it 50 billion times. Give her some chapstick. <laughs> but she's hilarious. Oh, my word. I love my kids, and they're amazing, and they're going to change the world, uh, but they're hilarious. Oh, my word. God blessed me so much. I'm, I'm grateful for amazing parents who are still in my life. Um, if, you, if you never want to lose your kids, hire them. You know, it's a surefire way to keep them with you. Just pay them to be your kids. You know, pay them to stick around, and they will. They will. They'll, they'll keep there. But I'm very grateful for the, the legacy that they've 
poured into us. And thank you for the heritage. And the, um, my dad is the biggest um, man who stands by what he says. I mean, honestly, he'll get up here and, you know, in my life journal, in my life journal. I'm like, nice plug, dad. But I know this man does life journals every day. And that's something you can pretty much bank on. Um, he's in his word, he's on his face, and he taught me what it is to be a man of God in my house. Um, there's no fake in it. You can't fake being a man of God. You can't fake leading your family in a vision and leading your family in passion. You can't fake that. Um, so thank you for being that for me and mom for being an incredible woman who taught me w- what I want in, in a woman a woman of God, a woman of faith, a woman who doesn't fear to speak her mind and to <laughs> never. And, and just <laughs> to be okay to be different and to, just to be okay to be me. And no matter what anybody else says about me, I don't care. And that came from you. And I thank you for that. I have an amazing family. Uh, my brother is incredible. He's not with us today, but Zay, you're an amazing brother. Thanks for being a best friend. I mean, you have been the most incredible who knew I love you so much, dude? <laughs> Thanks for wrestling. Always sticking your bony little elbows in me. I could have kicked your butt if you weren't so bony all the time. And now you can kick my butt anytime you want. I don't have any bones to put in you, but... Thanks for being an incredible brother and just loving me and encouraging me and always being a support and all my dreams and all my crazy... Realities that were reality in my head, but no one else's. Thanks for being there and being an amazing brother. I have an amazing sister who's incredible. Uh, she's out with her amazing little boy, Anka boy, and uh, I love her to death. She's incredible. Allie always brought joy everywhere she went. I mean, she was just laughing and giggling, and um, I had the honor to youth pastor her. That's weird. You know, when you have your little siblings in your youth group, and she was a firecracker, man. Um, I love that. She challenged me so much. She has no idea how much she, she challenged me as an older brother. I have an amazing brother-in-law who came to my life. I always hear horror stories about brother-in-laws. I got a great one. I, I don't know how I, I lucked out, but God really blessed me. And Landon, you're incredible. Take my picture as I'm talking to you. It's kind of weird, but... <laughs> Dude, I love you. And I told Allie when she was dating you, I was like, hey, Al, if this doesn't work between you guys, just so you know, I'm dating him. We're going to be like best friends. So even if he, he's out of the picture for you, he's never out of the picture for me. Still going to talk and, and have all that, but I'm, I'm so glad you're a part, dude. And you just, you challenged me in, in everything that you are as a man of God, a man of creativity. And oh, I love it. I love what you you add to our lives, and I love your friendship, and I'm so thankful, and I get my cousin in my life that wanted to marry me when she was little. That's cool. Uh, (laughs) It's not awkward. It's cool, Um, but Tori, you're amazing, and thanks for being uh, just an incredible cousin who's always joyous and always encouraging and always bubbly and just bringing such an amazing atmosphere to our lives. I, I love it. So I'm a blessed man. I'm grateful. Grateful for my home. I live in Oxford, Pennsylvania, people, and I love it. I love me some Oxford. I live right by Walmart. That's something to be grateful for. <laughs> you know, you can forget it. I'm a very forgetful person, so it doesn't matter anymore because Walmart's right there. So you go buy anything, you know. My whole house is full of Walmart because, you know, it's like I don't have this. Well, Wally World's right there, and they got the clearance aisle. So you just, anyways, I, I'm grateful for that. Grateful for, for cars that run, food on the table, an amazing wife who knows how to cook. I always hear horror stories about that. 
That's not a reality for me. I love my house. That's my favorite restaurant to go to is booking a table at my house. That's what I'm grateful for. Man, I want to talk to you today about an attitude of gratitude. And I know a lot of us, um, you might think you're grateful and might think that you got, you know, so much to do. But there's a lot of things that we overlook at times. And there's a lot of things that we don't realize what we have as, a, as number one, as living in America. Number two, as living in Pennsylvania, because Pennsylvania is awesome. And number three, being the body of Christ. I mean, those are three huge things you have going for you. And if you live in Delaware, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got two things in. New Jersey, well, that's a whole new story. But Jesus loves you. And I love you too. I love Jersey, actually. Jersey's fun. It's fun to go start fights and stuff. Um, <laughs> just got to take Jay money with you, and then you're good. He knows, he knows everybody there. But, but today, I want to talk about uh, Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Um, it says, rejoice always. That's hard to do. It's hard to rejoice always, isn't it? Rejoice always. Pray continually. That's hard to do too because we're busy. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, the message translation breaks it down a little bit. It says, be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. So the three things I want to talk about today. Number one, rejoice always. Rejoice. Bringing joy and happiness into your life on purpose. A lot of times, rejoicing is a choice. In fact, almost all the time. Probably about 99.9% .9 of the time, you choose to rejoice. And then the 0.1% is when, you know, you win the lottery or something great happens to you and you're like, you don't even have to try. It's just easy to rejoice in those times. But a lot of times, rejoicing is a choice. Uh, I want to talk about prayer. Praying, lifting your petitions, lifting your requests to God, making them his concern, making them uh, God's thing and not just your thing. The third thing is thank him in everything, and we're going to be talking about that today, but to look past your situation and look into his goodness and who he is today. Are you ready to dive in? All right, I'm super pumped. Can you guys get pumped with me? All right. Now, I'm supposed to bring the passion and fire, but you're supposed to bring the shout back, okay? Is that cool? If I do my part, will you do your part? Okay, good, because I don't like to preach alone. I don't like to pray alone or preach alone or eat alone. So, so y'all help me with that, cool? Attitude is a choice. Being grateful is a choice. You have a choice in the matter of how your attitude will be. And being grateful is never, ever, ever natural. Why do we train our kids to say thank you? Why do you say it 50 billion times? Why do you repeat it every time they get something? Because it is not natural. Gratefulness is not a natural thing that us as humans were born with. You weren't born with the natural ability to say, thank you. Wow, just ministered to me. 
You were born with the natural to say, yes, thank you, give me that time. I actually said thankful in my gratefulness, but that's not what you say. We are born with a natural ability to be consumers, aren't we? It's all about me. It's all about what you can get. And so from childhood, you're always hearing, what do you say? Thank you. And when you're little, you have no idea what that means. You're just saying it because your mom's going to, you know, beat you if you don't say that word, you know. And so you're always saying thankful, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and you're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. But gratefulness is always a choice. And your attitude is always a choice. Man, growing up, life in the Hollis home was a celebration. We lived with our party hats and noisemakers in our pockets just in case because you never knew. You never knew when we were going to celebrate something. And my mom, she loved to celebrate life. I mean, everything was a celebration. When we finished school, when we started school, when we uh, did a book of school, when we went to Mount Rushmore because it was in our book of school, you know, when we would go out to our favorite restaurant, we'd celebrate birthdays, we celebrate holidays, we celebrate holidays that no one else knew about but the Hollis home because we made them up. You know, we, we celebrated everything. Even going to the grocery store was a celebration. We loved it because we got to get what we wanted to eat. It was fun. You know, it's like, okay, what do you want for your snack this week? And we're like, I don't even know. This is awesome. And we're in a grocery store. You know, we should be hating it. But we loved it because we're celebrating the fact that we got artichokes. (laughs) Does anybody else like artichokes? Dude, give me some artichokes and some Miracle Whip. Oh, my goo. Some people I know, you do the melted butter because you all fancy and you got all that money. <laughs> but us people who grew up in Cochranville, we do Miracle Whip. Actually, we grew up in Iowa. But, dude, artichokes and Miracle Whip, we celebrated the fact that we had something that looked like, I don't even know. What does an artichoke look like? It's weird. It looks like an armadillo. I mean, it's a weird, whatever it is. Is it a fruit, vegetable? What is that thing? Is it a vegetable? You're peeling an armadillo and you're eating its skin, but you're not even eating the whole thing. You're, I mean, it's weird. Anyway, we celebrated artichokes. It's so weird. We were a weird family. We celebrated everything. I mean, everything was a huge day. We celebrated random family days. Okay, today, guess what? It's a special day. We're going to this park, and there's this rock, and we're going to slide down the rock. And we're all like, are you serious? That's awesome. Celebration. You know, we're celebrating it. We don't even know why, but our parents instilled that in us. Everything was a celebration. We celebrated accomplishments. When we, when we did stuff as kids, we'd celebrate it. When my brother did something on his skateboard for the 50,000th time and I had to watch it, it was a celebration. Because they was always, watch me, watch me. I'm like watching you. It's all about you. <laughs> we, we celebrated a lot of times with Surge. Now, if you're from the 90s, you know what Surge is. Does anybody know what the green drink of the angels were? Surge. Now, back, you know, back when we were kids, we didn't drink, we didn't smoke, but you better believe we drank some surge. We got our surge on. And we'd have these surge parties. We went to this one church with the Hollies, and they were some of our best friends growing up. 
and we'd go to their church, and we'd have surge parties. I mean, we'd get a 12-pack, you know, and we'd everybody have their surge bottles, and we'd be like, I feel great, you know, just sugar and caffeine, but it felt awesome. And did you hear Surge's back? Did you hear that? It's making a comeback. Coca-Cola is bringing it back. So get your 12-pack online today. And Surge, I want my free packs just for saying Surge. Surge, Surge, Surge. Uh, but with the Hollies, we, we, uh, their church was really cool. They had this shipping uh, slide, and it was like, I don't know how big this thing was, but it was massive where you slide boxes down. So every time we went there, we would make these, like, cars and these luge, you know, I don't know what they're called, the things you lay down on, out of cardboard. And we came up with this Olympics that we would do every time we were there. I mean, it was awesome. You know, we were, we were racing down, we were sliding down, and we made these, like, gold, um, what do you call them, the medals and the silver medal and all that stuff. It was a blast, and, and these were some of our best friends because when we went there, they celebrated life too, and we just had a fun time. We, were, we didn't even know what we were celebrating, but we were just doing Olympics with our cardboard, you know, and it was awesome. I mean, life was such a celebration, but do you know that you choose to do that? That does not come natural. It does not come natural to be grateful and to rejoice in everything in your life. It definitely doesn't. But one of the biggest ways that we celebrate it as a family, and this is something that I encourage you to do as a family, is to count your blessings all the time. Count your blessings. Uh, when life seems down, count your blessings. What you got going on good? You know? Everybody's got something going on good. We always counted what God was doing in our hearts and in our lives and what God was doing in our family and how he blessed us. Um, and we were kids. We grew up in a trailer. I mean, we, we grew up in a fifth-wheel trailer, a 40-foot fifth-wheel trailer, and you would have thought we grew up in a mansion by the way that our attitudes and our outlook on life was because we loved our life. Did that have anything to do with our material items? Absolutely not. Everything we owned was in the compartments underneath the trailer. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't jam too much in there, you know? Although one time we did get a moped and put it on the back, and that was epic. But other than the moped, everything had to do with our choice to be grateful, our choice to rejoice. And you have to choose to rejoice. What are the things that God is putting in your life that is such a blessing, such an amazing um, uh, outlook on life that you can bring to your family if you choose and your life? Um, but it's hard. It, it's a choice. And, you know, not all the time does that come natural. In fact, a lot of times it never does. And if you wait on the natural, it'll, it'll never come to you. So praise precedes victory. And when you praise God, when you praise him in the midst of everything going on in your life, it always precedes victory. And, and sometimes, you know, that's a lot of times in the Bible when, when you read about the wars and stuff that went on, they always sent the praise team first. Why? Because they were bringing the presence of God in, and that was the victory already. They knew. They had it in the bag. If God was there, there was going to be victory. And so when you feel defeat, when you feel down, start praising. Because when you praise God, you bring God into the midst of your situation. And when God is in the midst, there's victory. doesn't matter what you're doing, where you're going, who, what's happening in your life. Praise and rejoicing always brings 
victory. It's the perfect will of God for your life. Praying was a huge thing in our house. And I don't know if prayer is a big deal to you guys, but prayer is a huge deal to us. And all growing up, uh, when I was a little kid, I developed nodules on my vocal cords. And these not and a lot of you know this story, but these nodules developed. And, and when you have nodules, it's like calluses on your vocal cords, and they can't uh, perform properly. And so it actually got me to the point where I couldn't talk, and I had to whisper, and it was just a mess. And I was going to the speech therapist to learn how to talk and not whisper, because actually whispering was like worse for it. And, um, and they did the scope thing and all that stuff. And I remember going through all that. And it becoming my dad's number one prayer. And I, I was little. I mean, I was a little kid. But I remember every time I was with my dad, he was always sticking his hand on my throat and praying for me. Always. No matter where we were, just a little prayer. He was always sticking his hand on my prayer. And I remember that consuming his prayer life. At night, he would, he would be praying, and I could hear him. Sorry. I heard him praying for me. And as a son, I was like, wow. He is turning this situation and making it his job to bring it before the throne. That's awesome. That's awesome. And God ended up healing me. I mean, it was an awesome, it was an awesome encounter of his miraculous power in my life. Um, and in Philippians 4, 6 through 9, it says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. And we can stop right there. If you don't get anything else today, if you check out after this, this, this is all you need right here. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Instead of doing all that caring and worrying about everything going on in your life, about worrying about what the doctors said or, or what your friends are saying or what Facebook is saying, worrying about what everybody is saying, you can just stop the worrying and instead pray. Bring your prayers to God. And it goes on. It says, let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. I love that. Let your praise shape your worries into prayers. Because when you praise, God gets in the midst of it, and all of a sudden your worries turn into petitions to God, and you're giving the concern to him. It's no longer yours to worry about. Let your praise turn worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns before you, knew, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Isn't that great? Summing it up, all friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst. Isn't it easy to focus in on the worst? Why is that? Why are we so concerned about the worst things that could happen? I mean, you can really mess yourself up when you start thinking about the worst case scenario. Well, this could happen, or, or what if, or what if this, what if that? And you know what? It's good to choose to think on the best things, not the worst things. It's good to have gates 
in your brain to say, this is not allowed. This kind of thinking is not allowed for me. And I love what Tori said a couple weeks ago, and we, we keep uh, elaborating with your mouth and your brain cannot work at the same time. Well, actually, they do work at the same time, but they can't, uh, they can't fight and compel with each other. So when your mouth is speaking, your brain shuts down. You know what I'm saying? So speak it into life. I think I totally jacked that up, but I got what you were saying, Tori. Okay? <laughs> I just can't speak it out again. That doesn't make any sense when I said it, but watch the podcast. The best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Uh, everybody has things you could curse. Man, I can't believe this is happening. Life is throwing me this, you know. But everybody has that. But don't, don't dwell on that. Think on the things that could be blessed. Think on the things that are the best, the beautiful. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God who makes everything work together will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Your thought life is a choice. Everybody say that. My thought life is a choice. Every thought you think is a choice. Whenever your thinking goes south, you can choose to change it. You can choose to change it. Every thought is an action in training. When you're thinking on something and you keep thinking on something and it becomes your thought process and it becomes your daily thinking that when you wake up in the morning, you think about it. When you go to bed at night on the pillow, you're thinking about it. You are training your actions someday. You're training yourself. You have fear. Well, what if there's not enough money? Or what if my, I lose my job? Or what if the kids don't obey what we're putting out there? What if they don't like me once I make rules? And what if, what if, what if? And all of a sudden, you're training yourself on how you will act and how you will respond to life and how you will live every day. You're training yourself. So we have to train ourselves to think on the best, not the worst. Think on the blessing, not the curse. We have to think on the beautiful, not the ugly, the things that are noble, Things that will compel us to greatness. Things that God has in store for us. Because his perfect will for you is not to worry. It's not to be greedy. It's to rejoice, pray, and what else? Give thanks. Give thanks in everything. That's the perfect will of God for your life. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So let praise shape your worries into prayers. That's huge. You need to write that down. That'll preach. Let your praise shape your worries into prayers. Change those worries over to prayers, man. Start lifting it up to God. Let that be his concern. And watch what God does. Being grateful is, is, is hard, man. You break the word down grateful, and it's pleasing to the mind. Uh, the Latin word gratis is where it comes from. It actually means pleasing. And when you add the full on there, it makes it an adjective. So an adjective describes things. I know, I did learn in homeschool. You're like, wow, he sounds smart. I know. When you add the full on there, it makes an adjective and it describes something. But in order to have it describe you, you have to be pleasing in your thought life. And you have to be pleasing in the actions and the, the, the things that come out of your life. And so being grateful is a choice. It really is. Everything that you do in life all is training yourself how to react and how to act. Isn't that crazy? 
It makes you really think about what you're doing and what you're saying. Because everything, and what you're thinking, I mean, it's, it's huge. But gratefulness, uh, this, is, this is incredible. When I read this, this uh, study that being grateful, there's a part in your brain, okay, that actually takes care of thoughts that are grateful and your outlook on uh, the well-being of yourself and the good in the world, okay? So you have this part of your brain. And check it out. I'm going to read it because I'm going to totally jack it up today. Gratefulness actually strengthens your ability to be grateful. It grows your brain to accept more grateful thoughts. There's actually a real-time release of chemicals that enhances your brain's perception of well-being. Okay, so there's a part of your brain that that's all it does. It takes in gratefulness and it looks at the well-being around you. Gratitude can be like a mood-enhancing drug. Yeah. Give up real jugs and start doing the grateful drug. It's a lot better for you. Won't kill you. There are also designated parts of the brain that process these grateful thoughts. And when I dwell on gratitude, that opens up entirely new neurological paths to accommodate even more of these thoughts. But if you don't work out this muscle in your brain, you can only handle a little bit of gratitude in your life. Check it. This is God's perfect will for your life. When you're grateful, when you thank him in everything, you are training yourself. You are making your brain able to accept more well-being. I mean, there's studies. Grateful people, they sleep better, less stressed. They work more efficient. I mean, come on, there's a lot of benefits to this. Gratefulness is a great way of life. Don't you know that God knew that about you when he created you? He said, this is my perfect will for you. Check it. Rejoice, pray, thank me in everything. I know it's going to be hard to do this, but this is my will for your life. And if you do it, you will be so much better off. But it's hard. I know. I understand. It's always hard to be grateful, uh, especially this last week when my Jeep went into the shop. We were here practicing and uh, getting ready for a sky full of stars. And, and Ashley calls me. She says, come out, come out. And then so I come out and um, try to put the Jeep in reverse, and it's just doing this sound, you know? You know what I'm talking about? You ever had that sound happen? And you try to go explain it to the mechanic? Yeah, I always feel like an idiot. I'm like, yeah, it kind of makes it sound like, uh... you know? No? Okay. Well, it makes that sound. And I don't know if my car speaks a different dialect, but... Uh, definitely says that so but it was making this sound so we took it into the jeep dealer and it was the week of thanksgiving i mean we had the in-laws coming in town um and now we're with the g6 and we can't fit everybody in there so we're kind of having to think through all of our plans differently and all stuff and it could have really just been a bummer you know and, and been one of those situations and then i sat back and said you know what praise god this didn't go on on the highway with my family in the car and praise God there was no accident or anything like that. And praise God I have a lifetime warranty. <laughs> That's the biggest blessing in all of it. I mean, praise God. And there's always, there's always a silver lining in every situation. Whether it be good or bad or ugly or whatever, it's always a beautiful thing. And you can choose to be grateful in every situation. And it'll change your life, I promise you. But it's, it's easy to focus on the hassles, focus on the things that are going wrong. It's easy to do that. 
The other day, um, we were just playing in the toy room. Me and Z were kind of cleaning up some toys and stuff, and because um, we had guests coming over, <laughs> you know, you know how that goes. You got to prepare for the royals to come over, <laughs> drink some tea. <laughs> so we wanted we wanted to present our humble abode to them, very clean and spotless. So we're cleaning up some toys and and all and and. Uh, Zion's like, I can't wait for pops and moms to come in, and I can show them the toys that you let me borrow. And uh, years ago, I was an action figure buff. I mean, I loved them. So I had these bags of action figures and, and playing cards and all this stuff. And so I saved them in my grandma's basement, and I finally brought them home, I think a couple Christmases ago. I brought them home, and so Zion's been playing with all my action figures. That is the greatest gift for a father. Let me tell you what. Because, number one, you see the joy that it brings them, and you're like, you totally can go back in your head to the joy that it brought you. And number two, you get to play with your toys again. <laughs> I mean, it's a win-win. So he's like, you know, I can show them the toys that you let me borrow. And I'm like, you borrow like Zion no 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 daddy saved these so that you could have them these are yours these are your toys and he starts crying I mean bawling and I'm like what's going on dude <laughs> yeah okay because you know when guys cry with each other usually you want to get away from the situation real quick <laughs> it's just awkward but he's my son and all, so, you know, don't want to be rude. <laughs> so I'm like, what's going on, dude? What, why are you crying? You know, I'm just telling you. And he's like, you know when you're so happy that you just cry? He's four years old, right? I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm 30, dude, dirty 30, you know. I know all about that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like. I just can't believe you saved these toys for me. Oh, my word. Now I'm crying. We're both just hugging each other, crying. I'm like, I know, right? It's great. I love playing with toys. It was a ball fest. But he was so moved at what his daddy did for him. And I think, what if we had that perspective with God and what he did for us? I mean, when's the last time you sat down and realized where you would be if God hadn't intervened? I'd be on a fast track to hell for eternity. Have you thought about that? And then the thought process of grace and how there is nothing you could do to earn it. Nothing. You couldn't live your entire life and only spend it to get the grace. You couldn't earn it. You couldn't do enough. And when you realize your God saved it for you and he gave it to you freely, you don't have to do a thing. I mean, when's the last time you just sat there and thanked God and it brought you to tears because of the greatness of what he's done for you? I mean, Jesus, forgive us. Forgive me for spending days that I don't thank you. 
I'm sorry. Because God, you've done so much for us. And what if we got that perspective in our life? And every day, count our blessings. Kids, come in the living room. Let me tell you what good things we have going on in our life. It doesn't have to look like that because that sounded like leave it to beaver, but. <laughs> what if? What if you trained your kids to look at the good things they have? We count our blessings. At night, we spend our time, hey, what are you thankful for today? What do you, what you got going on good in your life? Well, you know, and they come up with the silliest things. But you know what it's doing? It's training them. Look for the good. Look for the good. Look for the good. That person really bugs you. Well, what do they got going on good in their life? Oh, that kid is so annoying. Yeah, but what do they got going on good? You know, what, what's the good in this situation? What is God doing in the midst of it? Maybe he wants to use you in the midst of this. How cool is that? God chose you to use you to reach out to that annoying person that no one else wants to be with. How cool is that? God has blessed you. He's given you a job. Look at all that we're blessed with, people. I mean, make a list of all that we are blessed with. It'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. So when life is sweet... Say thank you and celebrate. When life is bitter, say thank you and grow. That's the thing. When life's good, it's easy, isn't it? When those big moments happen, it's like, ah, oh, duh, thank you. This is awesome, amazing, great. You celebrate it. But when life is bitter, say thank you anyways because you're growing your ability to be grateful. You're growing your ability to have a happy life to be full of joy, to be full of an incredible sense of who God is in your life. Isn't that amazing? Don't you want that? I want that. I want to live my life happy. Us as Christians should be the happiest people to walk on the face of the planet. We should be the most joyous, incredibly contagious people ever. People want to beg to be with you. People want to beg to marry you. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, I'm, I'm closing with this story, but when I found my beauty queen, we were dating, and all through Dayton, um, Ashley was sick. We never understood it. I mean, we'd be out at a restaurant on a date. We'd have to leave early because she was sick, and it's just normal. I mean, it, it really was just a part of our life, trying to figure out what it was, could never. And uh, actually, on our wedding day, we actually decorated a puke bucket. It had flowers and frills and all that stuff, but it was a puke bucket. So, I mean, it's just normal that, you know, she was just sick, you know, and, and just, Okay. Who cares? She's hot, and she loves God, you know? I'll, I'll hold the puke bucket, baby. You puke. Just do your thing. We'll have a happy life. And so we got married, and a year and a half into our relationship, I mean, the whole year and a half, she was just, she was sick. And never really understood it or what was going on. And finally, we were in the Dominican Republic, and 
uh, we're on a missions trip, and it was an awesome trip. And halfway through the trip, you know, all hell breaks loose, and she has this pocket on her back um, that we didn't know what it was. We showed the doctors, they're like, oh, you need to call your doctor. And so we called back to her, her surgeon in Kansas City, and he's like, rush home, rush home. And a lot of you know this story. We, we rushed to the air, airport, and I had broken my foot on the trip. And so we were a mess, let me just tell you that. Because she couldn't run because her back hurt so bad, and she had this thing going on. So she was in a wheelchair, and I'm pushing her as i am got this broken leg going on. And so we, we came into the airport, and we had this connection, and they literally gave us minus seven minutes. I mean, it was like it was already holding for us. And so we're running. Well, I wasn't running. I was going more like, like hobbling. I'm like, babe, go ahead. <laughs> tell them to wait for me. So we're like, I'm booking it to there. You know, we get to Chicago. Phil meets us there, um, her dad, and, and drives us through the night. We get to the, air, uh, the, the hospital that, that morning. It was about 6.30. They rushed her into surgery about 7 o'clock. And then we sat in the waiting room, and the doctors came in and explained what was going on. And there was, there was so much infection in her body that it had risen to the top in this huge mass and her rods that she had placed in for her scoliosis had turned infected. I mean, it just went, it was about to go septic and all this stuff. And she, and they're like, you know, if you would have waited 24 more hours, your wife would have been dead. And so all this, all this is like hitting me hard, right? And so we're in the, in the doctors, they're going surgery after surgery after surgery to clean her out and, and, and all this stuff. And, and all through it, they're, they're prepping me. They're prepping me. So I want to make sure you're, you're ready. This is very intense, very serious. They're talking to me through this. And here, I'm a newlywed. I've only been married to this girl for a year and a half. You know, we're in the prime of our life. They're talking about me losing my wife? Like, what? And I remember those hospital moments. I remember some of the darkest times of my life. Here we were in the hospital. She's got stuff going on. I'm sitting there trying to keep life going on. And we are down. I mean, it was, it was down. It was stupid down. I, I'll never forget it. But all through that, we had an incredible church family surround us. And it was amazing. We had people stopping in random visits, sitting down, just pouring in scripture into our lives, just encouraging us. I mean, it was the silliest things. They'd bring over brownies and just sit with us. And you'll never know how much it, it meant to us to have that family. And we, we started being grateful. I mean, it was, just, it was just something we had to do. We Finally, one day, we were like, you know what? We have to change this because we are going down a path where we are going to get ourselves totally off, totally whacked, and I don't know if we'll ever recover. So I said, baby, we got to start somewhere. So we printed off some scriptures. We started posting them on the hospital walls, and we just started reading them. We started talking about the things that we're grateful for. We're like, you know what? Here we are in the middle of this hospital, in the middle of, you know, Philadelphia, and we have an icy machine down the hallway, free ICs. I mean, endless ices. This is like Turkey Hill on steroids. It's awesome. 
cherry and Coke, and we're having them every day. I had like 18 a day. That's why I look so good. But I was like, baby, that's cool. Like, we have ICs. So we actually had our guild meeting there. We brought all of our HV leaders out. We're like, yo, come over, free ICs for everybody, you know? And so they come. We're, we're having a party. We're like, you know what? We have such an awesome church family. It's an amazing thing. You know what happened in our hospital room? Our praise turned our worries into prayers. And all of a sudden, all the things that could have made us absolutely miserable and taken us down, I mean, you wouldn't blame us. Yeah, you should be down. You're in a hospital. You're about to lose your wife. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. And in the midst of that, we had peace. The peace that passes all understanding comes whenever you choose to put your faith in God. So I challenge you. Start being thankful. Start looking at what God is doing in your life. What can you rejoice in? today. In fact, let's take one moment. Can we do that? Let's take one moment. I want to take one moment and you just, real quick, think in your head, what are three things that you are so grateful for right now? Things that you can rejoice in. Go ahead, three. Three things. Live in a great country. Live in Pennsylvania with mushroom smells. Think about it. We don't have to go very far for mushrooms. Somehow you got to church today, so you have a, a way of transportation. I know when we went to Africa, people would walk for miles to get to the church. Start early in the morning just to get there by church time. How long did it take you to get to church? 20 minutes. In your heat. I mean, think about it. We got it good. Did you sleep in heat last night? Some covers on? You ever driven through Philly? And you go through the square, biggest hub of homeless people in Philly. You see people out there shivering. They're freezing. <laughs> I never would breathe. I remember when we took them blankets. <laughs> and you would have think I gave the guy a million bucks. He was like, yo, man, can I get like two or three of those? It's cold out here. I'm like, man, you can have the whole car load. You go ahead, go tell your friends, you know. It's in the sketchy van over there. I mean, did you sleep in covers last night? Sleep in heat. Got a lot to be thankful for. And then on top of that, you're a child of the king. There are so many people in the world that are dying and going to hell and don't even know it. Why? Because we're too scared to say anything. Shh. You're a child of the king. You know what God's done for you? Jesus died for you loves you so much. He gave you so much to be thankful for. And in our piddly little situations, I say piddly, I make it, I make light of it. Because I've been there. I've done that. I understand it's hard. I understand it's a choice. I'm not saying this is going to come easy. 
But I do know if we train ourselves, we can be the happiest church in America. I believe that's what God wants for us. It's his will for us that we rejoice, that we pray. We thank God in everything. So we teach others how to rejoice. We teach others how to pray. We teach others how to thank him in everything. When everybody's asking you, dude, you got nothing good going on right now. How are you so happy? And you're like, oh, great question. Let me tell you. Let me tell you all the ways. Let me tell you, God has such a huge plan for your life, and he wants to absolutely invest in you, but he's given you the tools to do it for yourself. There's some things he's laid on the table and he said, take them. This is for you. It's free. Take it. And a lot of times we settle for not taking the gift that God has given us. But I believe that today God wants to give you that heart of gratefulness, the attitude of gratitude. So you can rejoice, you can pray, and you can thank him. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? God, I thank you for this amazing opportunity to be together today. And just to hear from you, God, on what you're doing in our city. And we just thank you so much for all that you are, all that you've done for us. God, we take a moment. We want to say thank you. I want to say thank you, God. In the midst of our situations that we get so sidetracked, we get our eyes off of the goal, off of the prize. God, get our focus back on and let us realize you are on the throne. You saved us by your grace and you give us so much to be grateful for this year. We love you, God. We love you, God. We love you, God. We love you, Jesus. Would you stand with us today? I think there's no better way to end than to praise God for what he's done in our life. Man, you got some things you're grateful for. You got some things that you're thankful to God for today. Why don't you lift those up on the tips of your fingers and just say, thank you, Jesus, for these. God, thank you for the amazing ability to come in here today and just to hear your word freely. God, we're not getting persecuted for it. Thank you for your freedom. Thank you for the freedom to do whatever we want in this country, to live freely. God, thank you for our families. Thank you for amazing people around us. We praise you, Jesus.